So truly understanding all of the experience that you have in the world only can happen through your perception is unbelievably critically important because you perceive things and whatever you perceive, whatever you tune into, whatever you pay attention to is truly your experience of reality. It's interesting because Knowing this is really important, right? Because if you have eye problems, right? Say you can't see well. You don't know you don't see well until someone changes the lenses of what your eyes see to see things sharper. Because for you, the world is truly the fuzzy mess that you perceive it to be. Because that's all the only thing that you experience, right? Um... And it's funny because, like, you get used to stuff and it becomes not such a big deal. So, like, have you ever been in, uh, have you ever, like, had someone come over to your house and you're like, God, your house stinks? And you're like, What do you mean your house stinks? Like, I don't notice it. Why? You're used to the smell. You haven't been paying attention. You haven't been perceiving the smell because you're so used to the smell that you don't smell the smell. Um, conversely, though, if your place smells really wonderful, like sometimes you become smell blind to that opportunity as well. You don't recognize that your place smells well because you're so used to the place smelling well. Um, that's one of the things I try to really be cognizant of in the spaces and places that I am is uh, trying to make my make sure my places smell well and that I'm uh, experiencing good, wonderful smells because I want more of those experiences. So really, what are we talking about today? Perception. Your perception is your reality. And the only way to experience greater truth in the world is to expand your perception and widen your perception. Um, Because truly, your reality is whatever you tune into, whatever you pay attention to. Why is knowing this important? Because as a communicator, we got to be aware of what we're perceiving, what we're not perceiving, what we're tuned into, what we're not tuned into. Otherwise, we won't understand where we are and how why other people might have different perceptions, different senses of what's going on, and different senses of what's happening. But before I get too far into things, I want to apologize. First off, for getting my podcast up late. Uh, it's been an incredibly stressful time. I have been flying all over the place trying to help my mother move uh, with stuff unexpectedly in the middle of the semester. Um, really excited that I could have Daryl Davis on the podcast, but just getting caught up, de-stressed, uh, finishing my semester. The semester got extended an extra week because of some uh, technology issues, and so and we're also getting new shutters and new windows, and we've been having to prepare for all of those things. Uh, our weekends have been jam-packed with uh, trying to prepare our house for that stuff. You're probably going to hear in the background uh, Michelle running the vacuum cleaner. She's trying to clean off the walls before we get new uh, windows and shutters. It looks like we might have a termite problem, which is super exciting. Um, we have some water damage in our bathrooms. So uh, deepest apologies if this is getting to you late. And understand I am a human and nobody pays me to do this. It is a service, so... It at times can be the thing that gets pushed to the end. And uh, I just want to give you a sense of what's going on. If you're like, you know, this guy's such a flake, he's not getting his stuff out. 
stuff's been going on and it's been hard and um, it's May what second today I'm excited as of May 21st I am done with spring semester uh, right after that I am driving some stuff from Phoenix to Texas uh, to get some things out uh, the week after that I have off it's open uh, the week after that I'm gonna be doing some training out on the East Coast for a few days so I gotta be flying out to do with that and then the week after that I've got any town coming up so my and then all during June I'm also gonna be teaching uh, five-week online classes so please know I am doing my best to get this stuff out here I hope uh, I'm still providing quality content for you but the truth is is I'm at where I'm at and I'm doing the best I can with what I can do. And so if you have the time to send me a little positive thought, a little positive prayer, uh, some support, um, that would be wonderful because it feels like we, especially recently, have a lot of money going out, not as much money coming in. And I know that's going to change if we once we make it through May. Like I know June will be uh, a, the, the converse. I'll have a lot of money coming in, hopefully a lot less money going out. Um and I can give this the thought and attention that it deserves because I do appreciate your thoughts and your ears and stuff, but I also need you to know where I'm at and where I'm coming from and some of the struggles that I'm going through. So getting back to perception and why as inclusive activists, we need to be so tuned in to how we say about things, how we think about things. We need to understand our perception shapes our reality. Let me give you a quick example. I think I've used a million times, right? Get to versus have to, right? Like I'm, 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 I'm half toing some of the stuff that I just talked about. Like maybe it's not a have to. Maybe I'd get to figure out <laughs> if I have termites and then like fix that problem. Maybe I get to solve that issue. Um, I get to uh, my my partner gets to clean the house up because we get to have new windows. We get to have new shutters, and we've been saving up for that for a long time. Um, you know, like I've been saying, like, I have to do this sort of work. I like, you know, I'm definitely not in a have to space with work. I get to go to work. I get to teach people amazing things about communication. I get to help them see and understand how they're shaping their reality, the way they talk about stuff. I uh, get to go do training um, for a company that hired me to do some amazing work at an amazing rate. Uh, some it's my biggest contract yet. Like, and I've been thinking of it as a have to thing. You see where this becomes problematic, right? Like you don't have to do your homework. You get to do homework. You get to do homework because you get to be in college. You get to be in college while you get to manage to figure out school during a pandemic. You get to have had the opportunity to figure out school and pass your classes during a pandemic, during a recession, right? Who are you that you do these things? You're an amazing, wonderful, awesome beautiful person that is like thriving and surviving in these difficult situations and convers and spaces like you get to measure yourself in this way to see what is possible what you could possibly do how you can break through these struggles and issues and one of these days with the right perception when you look back you're gonna be like how the hell did i pass classes how the hell did i keep my job how the hell did I pay my rent in a pandemic? How the hell did I finish school? How the hell did I get a job when all these people were getting fired, right? Because how you see your life is how you experience your life. If you go around and you're like, oh, like right now, right? I could be like, oh, I'm so cursed. I'm so cursed to have to do this podcast. Part of me is thinking how I have to do this podcast right now. 
But like people listen to this podcast. There's uh, someone that wrote me from, I think they were from Alaska that were talking about how amazing this stuff was. I had another person write me from Hong Kong and they were like, I never really saw or understood things this way. This was a really big benefit for me, right? Like, like I could think I'm cursed that like I'm cursed to have had to go to Wisconsin, but I'm also blessed that I got to go to Wisconsin because I got to see my nephew for the first time, Brave Sunray. We share an Austin middle name. He called me Rowdy Papa. Uh, it was neat to get to see her. I got to spend a lot more time with my niece, Wildfire, who hung out with me, and we got to spend some good time together, even though we had a lot of work to do. It was nice to see her, and we're getting closer and closer to the time while she'll come out and potentially visit me over the summers. That's another get-to. Had I not had to go move my mother, I wouldn't have got to see my niece, Wild, and gotten to had the opportunity to perhaps have her come see me in the summer soon. I wouldn't have gotten to see little brave call me rowdy papa like that was cool like when i was gone he was like where's rowdy papa um so i'm neat it's neat that i got to see him right like so do you see yourself as cursed do you see yourself as bad things happen to you or do you see yourself as lucky gosh i'm so lucky that i could be having a job that allows me to do something that really matters in a time that's really difficult for a lot of people Uh, I'm getting to the place in semester where my students are writing me and they're telling me about how I've changed them, how I've made them better people through a really difficult time in life. And I'm getting to hear how grateful they are and how, you know, they're still sitting with some stuff about, you know, things that are hard to adapt or hard to understand and how they're becoming more blessed. I'm, I'm lucky that I got a partner that's helping me move my mother across country. I've got, I'm lucky that I've got a partner that's literally vacuum the walls right now because the walls have a layer of like gunk and dust and nastiness and she keeps me grounded through all those things right i'm lucky that i have somebody that helps move me through some of those things right i gotta remember to watch myself and move and fill the space here um uh, just in, in the same vein right like i'm lucky i'm cursed i get to i have to you can say You're morally justified in breaking whatever rules that you think you should have to break. You could be like, well, I'm cheated in this way. I got messed over in that way, right? You can justify whatever because you can look at whatever your situation and circumstances and you can justify. You can um, show people why you think you deserve to cheat, why you deserve to take the short road, why you deserve to have it easier. You can justify all that stuff. You can rationalize. Remember, rationalize. You can tell yourself rational lies about why you should take the low road, why you could skip the the workout today, why you deserve the the uh, the Sunday today, even though you said you were going to be on a diet. Like you can tell yourself those rational lies, or. You can hold yourself to a moral standard and attempt to be morally upright and do the right thing even when nobody's watching, even when nobody's paying attention. What what truth do you want to live in? What reality do you want to experience? Who do you want to be at the end of the day? Does it matter? Is it worth it? Are you going to find what you're hoping for past the difficult thing that you're struggling with for the second right now? Got a lot of things on my to-do list. It was going to be easy to say no to a podcast today. Really easy. But I understand that some people wait for inclusive activism. And they get excited when it pops up. And it's not all about numbers. Not about thousands of downloads. It's about that person that needed to hear this today. That person I could bless today. I put like some goodness out in the world. And then that goodness can maybe come back around to me. Maybe part of the reason why I'm having 
difficulty in perception with all the things I'm struggling with right now is because I'm not putting enough service out there in the world and I'm not seeing the boomerang effect of some of those good things happen to me. So we need to also understand that we have the capacity and ability to shift or widen or change our perspective by tuning in what we focus to, tuning in what matters, tuning into the opportunity of things. We've talked here before about uh, reframing, right? If you had a horrible, difficult story, how do you tell that story in a way that recognizes I needed to learn this lesson so I could become better? I needed to learn this lesson to do something different, right? Because how many of us have just been in this situation, right? You go for a walk, and that walk, you walk down a road, you take a right, you turn down a different road. In that road, there's a hole in the road. You walk into the Walk down the road, you walk into the hole, you fall into the hole, you hurt yourself. Tomorrow, you go for another walk. You take the same path. You take a right down the road that has the hole in it. You fall into the hole again. You go for a walk tomorrow. You walk down the road. You take a right down the road with the hole in the road. You fall into the hole again. And in your perspective, you keep saying, poor me. I keep falling in this hole. I keep having this hard time. Somebody should help me. (laughs) When all you needed to do is take a left or walk around the hole. But do you see that as your fault, your opportunity, your space and place for a different plan, different thing? Do you recognize yourself sabotaging every time you turn down the street with the hole in it? Oh, a lot of you get trapped in that when you start dating the same person that treats you the same way, that you said you hated last time, I'll never date somebody like Gary. I'll never date somebody like Tanya. But then you just find somebody with a different name, with the same problems, and you're like, how did I get here? Well, you gotta reframe your story. How do you learn from what happened before to make an opportunity of what might happen again so something different can happen? If you had a difficult childhood, what can you do to make sure that that childhood isn't part of the family narrative that you write now. If you have kids, how will you keep your kids from that space? If you have parents and your parents are falling into the same patterns that the parents before them did, what are you doing to change that? How are you doing something different so you don't fall into that hole all over again? How do you retell the story for a new opportunity? You gotta reframe those things. If you're always looking at what you don't have, If you're always thinking about the things you want, you're never gonna have all the things you want. But you see how if you keep looking at what you lack, you will be defined by lack. You will be defined by need. If you keep focusing on what's not there, all you will see is what's not there. Whereas, if you practice gratitude, if you take a second to look at what is there, what is working, what is helping you, what you are grateful for, the people in your life that do love you, that do care about you, you see, now you start to pay attention to what is there. Now you start to pay attention to what is possible, what is given to you every single day. You eat pretty much every day. You get to go to bed and sleep pretty much every day. Go for a ride. Look at people that don't have friends. 
Go for a ride and look for people who aren't eating right now. Go for a ride and look for people who don't have a tall glass of ice water they can drink right now. And then tell me you're not more grateful for the things that you have. You see how we can start to change our perspective channel? We can see things in a different way. We can understand things differently. Perspective. What are you paying attention to? What are you tuned into? What are you appreciating or lacking? What do you feel like? You know, like, and, and some of it is like changing your opinion about stuff. You know, like, you're, you're in pain, you're hurting. That sucks. Except for what does pain come for? Pain is a teacher. Write that down. Pain is a teacher. Pain is here to show you something's wrong and there's an opportunity to do something different. Right? Um, if you're hurt and you keep walking on your sprained ankle, your pain is teaching you, get off that ankle, let it heal. Pain is a gift. Pain sometimes is evidence of progress. When you get up after a workout and you're sore, pain is evidence something new's happened. Pain is evidence of growth. Pain is teaching you you're making progress. You see how like changing your perspective on things is really important. It changes things. And here's another thing, right? It's weird because like I'm here and I focused on oppression and liberation and I'm trying to make the world a better place for people and I want to fight for other folks so people don't have to deal with some of the same stuff I've ever dealt with too. And so we got to recognize pain and oppression and privilege is all there. But also if you're a privileged, you're an oppressed person, a truth is within psychology, if you focus on your oppression, you will feel worse and worse and worse about it rather than focusing on what you can do even though you are oppressed to make a difference about your oppression. So we have to recognize that yes, you situationally with a social identity or where you're hierarchically situated in the world is oppressed and other people have it easier or more privileged. But if you focus on your oppression, you will be sadder. You will feel less powerful. You will experience difficulty because you're focused on what you don't have rather than focusing on what else is possible, what else can I do, what else is available, or who else can help me, or who else can navigate this for me, or who else can get this, get me around this thing. It is true we got to recognize oppression, and especially where oppression exists for people that aren't us. So I'd say maybe don't focus on your oppression. Maybe look at oppression for other people, and then look where you can make a difference for them. But focusing and fixating on your own oppression and how bad it is for you ain't going to make you more happy and isn't going to help you get around it more. And maybe, yes, in focusing on it, you can explain the problem of the oppression to others, which then starts to allow the opportunity for people to help you or make a difference with this thing, right? Like now we can make systemic change or we can look at it as a group of what we can do to help get you around this problem, right? That's good. But if we just wallow a bit, it doesn't help much. It doesn't do anything for you. There's always something else that we can do. What we got to do is shift this idea of locus of control, right? What else is possible? What else can I focus on? What else can I do? Who can help me? Who can reach out to me? What are my resources? What are the folks that I could reach out to that could help make a difference with me with this stuff, right? When we start to look at what's available, who's connected to us, what else is possible, who else is part of us? Who's in our 
who's in our family, who is in our community, who else can help us? We start to shift the possible. We shift the impossible to possible with possible connections, relations, opportunities. We need to think in that way more. And especially as inclusive activists, we need to think in that way more and more often. Because let's take you to the last point. The only way to find more truth is to widen your perspective or seek out perspectives that you are not exposed to as often. It's important. It's, it's critical that you add in another way of seeing things or understanding stuff. So with this screwdriver, right? Like you see a perspective of the screwdriver and I see a perspective of the screwdriver, but you got to tell me what you see and how you see it and how you understand it because I only have my point of view. I need your point of view to better understand this screwdriver because I could say, well, you know, there's a yellow thing in the middle of this screwdriver and you can say middle, like in the middle, like vertically. No, I'm like middle, middle, horizontal. And you could say, that's not true. And I'm like, no, it is. Let me show you. You have to see the perspective to understand what's maybe not there that you can't see. And knowing this idea, this how important it is to add perspective to what you see and what you understand is critically important. You gotta seek out people that are different than you if you're gonna see more truth. And you need to see more truth because then you can truly live in more and better alignment with the world, with the universe, with the way things are. But what happens is we only see what we see. Then we only like to hang out with people who see what we see. We only like to be around people who agree with what we see or how we see things to be. And then possibility becomes limited because everyone agrees with us already. We can't see a new way of doing things or a new opportunity of doing things because everybody already agrees with us. We got to need around people that don't agree with us or see a new opportunity or see a new different way of doing things because it's the opportunity of, or what else is possible or what else do you see or what else do you understand? We got to look at at people and really take the time to ask questions about what's going on with them. Where are they coming from? Because in Within a person's perspective, their fears to them are real. And their hopes to them are real. And we got to understand what are the things that are driving their fears, are driving their hopes, that cause them to see or perceive things the way that they do. Because it's, if, it's, if it's this or this, there's not a lot of options. There's not a lot of like things that we can do with stuff, right? Like people can say, close the border because I'm afraid of economic security. I'm afraid of people won't respect rule of law. I'm afraid that people are going to take my job. Or we can see that right now our population rates stagnating. We need more people here. We need people here doing jobs um, because some jobs are going unfilled. We need uh, the birth rates going down because we can't afford kids because housing is out of control. Like, it's funny because, like, my house is worth, like, way more than it's really worth. Like, my house is probably worth almost $350,000. That's not real. Like, the reason it's real is because housing is overvalued and people don't have enough money to pay for the place to live 
you know, they used to say 30% of your income, housing. Now it's like 50, 60% of people's income. And like, I'm really blessed because me and my partner got new jobs and our income raised. And I haven't done the math on what part of our income that is, but like it was 50, 60% of our incomes at times. And we only got by with roommates. Now it's closer to maybe 30%. And, you know, that's great for me. But like, if I'm causing other people to suffer because my stuff is overvalued and it's not really real, well, the value might go away because the problem is, is this practice, this thing is unsustainable. It can't last. Like I can't enjoy my overvalued house if my students can't afford a place to live because that's going to be a problem someday because I need those people to be able to afford a place to live. Otherwise, at some point, there won't be anybody else to buy my house to make it worth so much. Do you see, though, how we have to understand perspective differently? We have to see things differently. Otherwise, if I'm just like chilling and I'm like, yeah, my house is worth a ton of money. Yeah, I'm doing good. Is it real, though? And even more so, is it good? Is it of the true good that makes a difference for most people? Or is it just the good for me in the moment. We got to see that stuff. We also got to be willing to be wrong. Because I'm not right about everything. And neither are you. But like, I tell you what. When you're willing to be wrong. And when you're willing to like find the spaces and places that you're wrong. When you're willing to admit you're wrong. When you're willing to check and see if you're wrong or not. You're going to be right more often. I've said that many times. If you're willing to be wrong, you're actually going to be right more often. If you're willing to think, is that right? Am I right? Am I justified? Am I wrong? Did I make a mistake? Am I being too hard on somebody? When you're willing to second guess or take another visit at things or just get another sense on the perspective of something, a new opportunity arises. That's why getting a second opinion is so important in medical professions because you're getting one person's yes informed decision, possibility. But what else is there? What else is possible? What else can we do? Because right now with cancer, the biggest thing in the world is let's blast you with radiation until the cancer dies or you do. That doesn't seem really great. But there's folks that know that if you eat certain foods or you do certain practices or you practice fasting, like tumors shrink a little bit. Or new things can become available when you start eating more holistic things. Or, uh, you know, like with vaccine stuff, this this mRNA vaccine stuff that they made for COVID has some practical applications with certain types of people's cancers. Things became more available because we widened our perspective. We hurried, like we devoted a ton of resources to something. And in that effort, that struggle, that pain, we found more perspective. And with more perspective, we found more possible potential truth. And that's the only way to add possibility is get outside your perspective. Meet people that see or experience things different than you. Understand that new experiences provide new perspective. New people are new opportunities. That learning more makes you better. That trying things in a new way or picking up new skills makes life easier for you. 
we talked about this many times on the podcast too. Do you want to sit back and hope to tomorrow? Tomorrow's Monday. Are you excited about Monday? Are you hoping like, oh, I hope it's a good Monday. Like I'm tired. I'm not ready for a bad Monday. The only way to be ready for a bad Monday is to be better. Because better you on a bad Monday ain't so bad because you're better. Monday ain't so bad if it's a bad day if you're better. If you're better, you navigate a bad Monday better because there's more you to deal with the problem that exists around this issue. You're better so it ain't so bad. A bad day ain't bad when you're better. Right? This capacity to grow and do something different and change is really important. And again, we're going to take a deep dive into us as interpersonal communicators this year to see what we can do to change who we are to gain capacity to change what's like what's out there. We need to change what's going on out there. We need to make a difference. But it's got to start here. And um, again, when I teach interpersonal, people are like, the bad way I could teach this class is, wow, all these people with problems need to take your class. But instead, the way I teach this class is, man, I didn't know I was that bad. I really needed to take this course. Now that I understand my responsibility to get better, now that I understand my responsibility to improve, to be my utmost best self every day as a communicator, I got to give out all the good if I want the good to come back in return. You've changed the world by changing your perspective. And when you push and pump out moral, right, justness, truth, equity, opportunity, justice, it comes back. Because people that don't want to give you those things will leave when they notice you're pumping that stuff out. People are so worried they're going to get taken advantage of. When you vibrate at a high enough frequency, people can't stand to be around that tone, that frequency. And folks that aren't ready to be at that level leave because they can't match you. And then when you vibrate at that frequency, people that you want in your life are attracted to that stuff. They're looking for justice. They're looking for truth. They're looking for equity. They're looking for opportunity. And yes, the truth is you're going to be lonely for a little bit, but keep vibrating, keep putting it out there, keep pumping the good out, keep pumping the best you that you can do. Yeah, there's going to be setbacks. Yeah, there's going to be pain, but eventually over time it becomes worth it because you're pumping that good out enough that it finally gets attracted back to you. So what did we talk about today? Today we talked about perception and that your perception truly is your reality. Daryl Davis said that in the podcast that we did last time. Um, that we need to understand we have the capacity to change or shift our perspective by focusing on what we want or what matters to us or what we want to value. And then lastly, the only way to shift or change our perspective to add for the opportunity of more truth is to meet people that have different perspectives than we do, to understand their fears, to understand their hopes and dreams, to get a sense of how they see or experience the world. And and, and trust me, I know there are going to be people like, well, there's some of those things that, that are delusions. Like if people are pumping out delusions, you'll see and experience the, the, the delusion. The more you experience more wider perspectives, you'll see the delusion. You'll see your delusions. You'll see their delusions. But like in understanding each other, you'll, they'll see your truth. You'll see their truth. And then you can add that more holistic reality to what's there because we're expanding the possible understanding of the world we're experiencing. But truly, you can't get or understand the world any better or different. If you want to change the world, 
you need to see it differently and you need to see it differently by meeting different people or seeing different things or doing different things. It's the only way to make more opportunity happen. So with that, thank you for your time. Thank you for your attention. Uh, I hope you put some Godspeed into the work that I need to do because I have to edit this. I have to post this um, and then I need to clean the house and attend to other things that really matter here today. So with that, if this was something that made a difference for you, if this was an aha moment for you, uh, drop a comment. If this is in a space where you can can comment, email me at inclusiveactivism at cox.net. That's I-N-C-L-U-S-I-V-E-A-C-T-I-V-I-S-M. Uh, share the podcast, rate the podcast. It's been a long time since the podcast has been rated. You know how long it takes to rate the podcast? Truly, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. You go to the podcast, you go to the rating thing, you do the star deal. And, and it's funny because we live in a world now, if anything's less than five stars, that sucks. We're so weird. See how the perspective thing got shifted? Uh, but then don't just like do the star thing. Take a second. Type out like a sentence or two about what this does for you or how you've changed or how you've grown or why you've invested a little bit over 30 minutes to listen to me. Because this helps other people find this stuff. This makes the investment of time that I'm putting here more worthwhile for me because I reach more people and I change the world and I make it a better place. I don't do this because people pay me. There's no ads in what I do. It's a service. I'm really truly trying to make the world a better place and you lending your attention, your ears makes a difference. And so I want you to know that I deeply appreciate this. So email me, inclusiveactivism.cox.net. Go to inclusiveactivism.com and see what I'm up to. Um, Share this. Uh, Share the video if it's on Facebook. Share the the link on YouTube. Share the link on whatever. Um, And bless somebody else with this. Maybe just message it directly to that person rather than posting it publicly. Because the Lord knows that we don't sift through all this stuff, especially at 30 minutes. So with that... Um, I hope I've widened your perspective. I hope this has been a blessing to you. I hope maybe I pointed out a place where some pain exists and you're learning how it's teaching you something. I hope there's a new perspective. I hope there's a new opportunity. I've hoped your, your opportunity for truth has grown. And I hope uh, this has been of value to you. With that, peace, blessings. Have a wonderful day. And I can't wait to talk to you next time we have an opportunity together. Bye-bye.